0: Welcome to the 4Streams Podcast. We are your hosts, Melissa Eisenbrandt and Charlotte Christie.
1: We discuss our thoughts, opinions, views, and ideas for practical application of all things neuroscience, positive psychology, coaching, and Christian worldview.
0: Today, we are continuing our six-part series on positive psychology. Last week, we discussed the disease versus flourishing model in psychology. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, you can go back and do so. Today, we are diving into PERMA. So Sharla, can you unpack that for us? Absolutely. So
1: there are five primary aspects in positive psychology that are defined by the acronym PERMA. So P stands for positive emotions. E stands for engagement or flow, R is relationships, M is meaning, and A is accomplishments. So each of the next five episodes will be divided up by those five aspects. So today, guess what we're going to (laughs) do?
0: Positive emotions. And the first question is, is happiness enough? What do you think about that? I
1: think if we're talking about positive emotions, happiness is one, but it's not the only one. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes when people think of positive emotions, they think of an elated happiness. And I want to make sure people understand that that's not all there is to this aspect of of positive psychology and PERMA.
0: Mm-hmm. And that we don't want it to be just a surface level. Like happiness to me seems surface level. But then we know those inner, deeper, positive emotions like joy and gratitude and hope and just that sense of purpose or fulfillment that leads to positive things. And there is so much research on how it impacts our lives in so many ways and on so many levels. And so just thinking about how even life expectancy and predicting that can be longer and doctors and surgeons who reflect on positive things, on things that they're grateful for or positive memories, that their success rates in surgeries is higher and the impact is wild when we think about those things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when I consider this, I think about, you know, there's people who experience very positive emotions but you could never see it. Like you wouldn't Mm. see it in their body language. Um, And so I want to, you know, what is that? What's happening there? So how is it that there are people who can benefit from this
0: aspect?
1: And it really is mostly internal.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's funny you bring that up. I think about my 15-year-old son who is so stoic. And sometimes I think that he's disappointed or he is not, fulfilled or I'm concerned about him because I don't see happiness. And then he's like, no, mom, I'm happy. I'm good. And he's just so stoic. And so that's important because how we gauge things, like it's important to know how we personally gauge fulfillment or how we gauge positive emotions.
1: Yeah, I think that is because especially as a coach, if you're trying to help somebody flourish in their life, you want to make sure that you're not assessing what they're experiencing for positive emotions by what you can see. Mm -hmm. But again, you dive in and you ask them, what are the positive emotions you experience? What is the positive? What are the positive aspects of your life that you can divine? And I think gratitude is a big one. You mentioned that joy is a big one. Um, I think uh, contentment. Mm. I think contentment is something that is incredibly positive, but it does not show up as dancing and singing. It really is just a, a leveled happiness that you're experiencing all the time. Yeah.
0: And it's not just because things are easy in life or things are going well, because even during really hard seasons, we can experience gratitude and we can have um, just deep joy, even in the midst of sorrow. And so knowing that positive emotions, it's not just about showing up with a smile, but really that deep sense of contentment and peace like you mentioned. Okay, I'm gonna
1: challenge you here, Melissa, on our be real or die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! And so when have you experienced that? In the midst of trials, yet
0: still having gratitude mm-hmm. or contentment or peace? So I think about my youngest son, who was diagnosed with epilepsy in 2018. And a lot of 2019, we were in the hospital And his seizures were uncontrolled and not just the trauma of watching my son go through that, but then also the grief and the unknowns and the fear and anxiety. And in the midst of weeping over his hospital bed and wanting to intervene and do anything I could to eliminate the seizures Um, also having a deep sense of gratitude for the doctors and the caregivers and the nurses that we had during this time and thankful for others who could come around us and support us in that way. So in the midst of the heartache, um, there's also that deep sense of gratitude and um, just a settledness that even in the midst of it being so hard that we are not walking alone in it. Yeah.
1: Thank you for sharing that. Mm
0: -hmm. I appreciate
1: that. You took that challenge. Well, (laughs) (laughs) and what I heard you describe there is that it didn't look happy. It Mm -hmm. didn't look, I mean, you described tears and Mm -hmm. suffering and yet internally you were able to maintain a peace and a
0: gratitude Mm -hmm. throughout. Yeah. And it's interesting because looking back on the hardest seasons of life, I think about how others were such a part of being able to hold on to gratitude in the midst of the storms. And so how do others impact our positive emotions and how do others journeying alongside us make the difference? Yeah. And you keep mentioning that word gratitude and, and,
1: um, Sean Acor comes to mind in his Happiness Advantage book. And he talks about different studies that have been done around gratitude and that there's a actually a portion of our brain that will literally grow in response to gratitude. And so in general, I'm going to dive into the neuroscience a little bit here. Um, our brains are geared to see the negative and the danger in the world. And so we mm-hmm. do tend to see more negative than positive but that can be shifted in our brains. And we can literally see restructuring happening in our Mm -hmm. brains as we work diligently on
0: increasing gratitude in our life. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is Sean Acor then also in that book, and he also has TED Talks out, but he describes how the ripple effect of positive psychology, positive emotions um, carry out in our lives. So thinking about how, again, like that performance in terms of work, how we're showing up in our relationships, inner peace, all of those things are so directly impacted by that.
1: Yeah, so when we increase positive emotions, what I hear you saying is there's a holistic effect and impact Mm -hmm. on our life. So it's not just on how we feel, but how we live, and thus the flourishing that we're talking about from
0: positive psychology. So what about the people? I'm thinking of a client who is just the grumpy old man and he walks into our office and everything is a disaster. So many things are falling apart. How do we remain sensitive but really try and foster this in our clients? Um, Clean up your office.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think... You know, I know people who have been giving an assignment to uh, consider things they can be grateful in their life, grateful for in their life. And it's super hard for them. Like they come up with the same three things all the time. They come up with, oh, I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for my family. And I'm thankful I have a job. And that's the same thing over and over and over again. And it's not changing them. Um, They stay in that position. I think... I think you have to want this. I think you have to believe it and buy in that it can actually work. But I think you have to want it to make it happen. You know, there's a a saying, fake it till you make it. (laughs) And I actually think it would probably work in this situation. Even if you're not fully on board for Mm -hmm. this as growth, I think that the fake it till you make it could actually work. Um, There's research that shows that if you smile,
0: even though you don't feel it, That you can increase positive emotions. Yes. Even as I um, am teaching people about public speaking and communication, I tell them, if you are freaking out, take some deep breaths and smile. And I talk about that specifically, that even if you are faking the smile and inside you're screaming and running away from the stage, it chemically changes your brain and those positive molecules, those... Hope-giving molecules, all of that just tends to come in and just bring a settledness. Oh, hope milk molecules. We need to make sure we
1: talk about that in a future (laughs) podcast. Um, Yeah, even as you're saying it, and I'm here freaking out because public (laughs) speaking is terrifying to me, (laughs) I'm smiling in response to you saying it because it's absolutely true. So Mm -hmm. even just that, fake
0: it till you make it. And even thinking about how... As friends, as coaches, as leaders, as pastors, as teachers, um, how do we remain sensitive to someone who's in a season of grief and yet also encourage them in gratitude and encourage them in choosing joy in the midst of deep sorrow? I I think that's a really good question. It brings to mind
1: the, the idea that's out there of toxic positivity And how damaging that is and dangerous it is. And it feels like it connects back to last episode when we talked about not denying Mm -hmm. um, the struggles and the trials that we have in our life. Um, If we have some diagnosis, mental illness diagnosis, that we we acknowledge that. And I think that piece is so important that I think the toxic positivity is a denial of the real. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I think with toxic positivity, I think... On one hand, there's a fear of acknowledging how hard something can be and a fear of if I dive into how hard it is, what if there is no hope? And what if there is no joy if I'm willing to go down to the deepest parts of the pit? But then as from the Christian worldview, we say, but there is more and God's light reaches beyond the darkness. And then how do we hold on to that in the midst of it. And I think that there's so much tension in general when we have both. We have both sorrow and joy. We have both grief and gratitude. And that is a hard place to be personally. And then it's hard to walk alongside others holding both. Yeah, I, th- I think
1: that's the holding both is very, very hard to do. And, you know, I imagine as our listeners heard you describe what you were going through with your son, it's hard to imagine finding peace in that situation. It's hard Mm -hmm. to imagine, like, you know, people will be like, oh, you're, you know, you're exceptional in some way, because you were able to be grateful for his caregivers during that
0: time. And I, how do you think you got there? Mm hmm. It's funny because as soon as you say you were exceptional, I think, no, but I had amazing people around me. I had exceptional friends. I had exceptional doctors. I mean, in the midst of the blackest room, a pinprick of light can be seen. And so I think about how sometimes in the darkest of storms, in the darkest pits, those glimpses of light, even if they're fleeting, stand out so much. And- in the darkest storms, uh, for me personally, there are treasures that I've discovered or treasures that I've experienced that I wouldn't otherwise know. And I think about how there are treasures of wisdom gained in the midst of it, or um, gifts that we would experience from others, whether it's someone providing house cleaning or meals or someone taking my other boys out for ice cream. And just that in the midst of the darkest storms, there are these glimpses of light that we would otherwise never know yeah that's so good i mean so much of our learning comes through our trials and i think that
1: you know you mentioned uh that we have had some hard lives we've had some difficult lives you and i god's asked us to carry a lot go through a lot um and serve him in some very difficult circumstances and I can remember early on in some of my trials that it all felt hopeless and mm. I couldn't find anything positive and I couldn't find peace and there was no gratitude. And And I think it's, it grows and develops over time as you see something positive on the other side. And when that happens more and more and more, um, It doesn't change. I am not going to deny that the life I've been asked to live has been incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to minimize at all the trials um, and all that I have been through. And yet the fact that God brought something positive or good through it, then each time now that I'm in a trial – I am able to have a hope that I will see that on
0: the other side as well. And I think too, that in the midst of being in those dark seasons, making sure that we are intentional about having at least one person who can call hope back to us, one person who can call back hope and call back truth and to remind us that we aren't alone to remind us that even though it's so hard um that there is still hope, and so to be reminded that we're not walking alone and to also recognize the need to allow others to help us carry that heaviness, yeah, you brought a very powerful memory to my mind. um
1: I was married to a police officer, he was a police officer for seventeen years. We were married for twenty two years, and at one point in time, uh his life was threatened um by somebody very, very powerful. And the SWAT team from his police department knocked on our door and they started making like a blueprints of our house to be able to know, you know, every, every, door, every hallway, everything in our house, so they would be able to protect us. And that's how real they took this threat. And this was real. (laughs) This was real. And I remember I called up my girlfriend, Joanna, and I was like, Joanna, I need truth. I cannot grab it. I cannot find it. And she was quickly able to remind me of God's sovereignty and bring peace to me. The circumstance didn't change. Mm -hmm. And she was quickly able to talk about who God is, and God loves us, and he's in control no matter what. Mm -hmm. And you're right, having those people in your life and
0: being just strong enough to ask for their help. Yeah. And I think too, with that, what I hear so much is that those positive emotions, whether it's Gratitude or joy or having others who are able to encourage us in appropriate ways, that there's a stabilizing factor about it, that it helps in the midst of feeling like our foundation is shifting, that when we hold on to those positive emotions or we choose gratitude, we also invite into our lives stability.
1: Yeah. So I kind of want to tie this all up into why are you even talking about this? So we have these five aspects of PERMA and positive psychology. And, and we're talking about this because what we want is to see flourishing in all of your lives. We want you to believe that it can happen. And actually, there's five things that you can do in order to increase flourishing in your life. And one of them is to work on positive emotions in your life. And so,
0: Melissa, what's our go try for this week? So this week's go try is really practicing gratitude and not just saying, yes, I'm thankful for my home. I'm thankful for my family. I'm ho- I'm thankful for these general things, but to really be intentional about looking for specific things through the day that you can be thankful for. And I encourage our listeners that if you want to share an image, a picture, a quote online that really captures um, what it is that you are grateful for, that you would tag Four Streams Coaching. So we are on Instagram and you can tag us in your photo. So we want to celebrate one another's gifts and um, just be thankful with you. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. I give this assignment to many of my clients to help them flourish, right? Three new things that you're grateful for every day. And I ask them to text it to me. And it is amazing how uplifting it is for me Mm -hmm. to hear their three new things every day. So we want to hear your things. And so share your things with us on Instagram. We'd love to see that. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope to see you next week when we talk about engagement. Thank you for listening to this 4Streams podcast. Anything shared on this podcast should not be taken as medical advice, nor is it a substitute for medical expertise or treatment.